today's episode of Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life. I'm your host, Chelsea Reed. And I'm your host, Brittany Fraze. And today we're sharing with you a podcast to our younger selves. Ladies, if you're in your late teens to early 20s, get your pen and paper out. Take some notes. We're going to school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, this is probably good for any age, to be honest, but... Mostly, yeah, there's so many things I look back on now and I'm just like, what the fuck was I thinking? Or like, what was I doing with my life? Like, why was I, I guess we're going to go talk about it in like the times, right? So Mm -hmm. we'll go back, like, do, 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 go back in time. And I guess the first one we'll talk about is like the time I was such a bitch to people who didn't deserve it. Uh Uh-huh. Preach. Yeah, I think that we've all, one time or another, maybe been a little sassy or catty to other women in our life um Mm. and kind of just going against who we were um we're not we're not bitches or we're not bitches really i mean like i'm (laughs) I'm, i am bitchy (laughs) my husband's like yes yes you are i always bring him into this because he always listens so yeah shout out to my hubby who's listening right now but you guys like we're all good we're good people we're good women we're we're well-rounded we have good heads on our shoulders but when we're young um you know hormones and peer pressure and the desire to fit in, fit in makes us kind of do some questionable yeah, and, stuff and be better than other people we're at that point right in that that stage where we're just like oh i gotta be better than everyone else so it's like no everyone can just be themselves and mm-hmm. totally coexist and we think that we can like i know it's just when i think about this like you know the person i was back then even if we're just talking about high school and I just feel horrible. Like I wasn't the person I wanted to be or the person I am now. And I just want to say like quickly, a shout out to the woman who may have been hurt or wronged or felt excluded by the person I was in high school in my early 20s. Like I am so sorry and I wish I could change the past, but I can't, but I'm not that person that I was then. And I'm here for you. And I'm in your corner cheering you on now. And I know it doesn't make up for that, but please know like I'm wishing all of you, all the success and happiness in your life. Mm-hmm. Would you say in high school that you maybe were like, were you actually um, confront, like confrontationally mean to other girls? Or was it like uh, kind of like gossip behind your back? Like, you know, there's kind of like clicks. Yeah. Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, I think that like in high school, I was never like, I was kind of the person who had a friend in every social circle my high school was really small but I definitely wasn't one of the popular girls but there was a big part of me that wanted to be and I think that it made me um do and say some things that were like against my actual moral compass which is something we talked about before um you know to just get that validation and acceptance from the people who I wanted to really fit in with yeah, for me, I had moved around school so much that I became really good at making friends really fast. Like, I became very social, like the social butterfly, right? So I knew more of, like, what to do and what to say to gain friends than to be myself and let the friends or the people who have the same interests come to me. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that people saw that side of me and saw... Because I was really, I was really into school. Like, I loved learning and I loved all that stuff and then but socially that side of me became friends with a group of girls and I mean I wouldn't change a thing like it made me the person I am but girls I wouldn't necessarily 
wouldn't have been friends with based on my personality, right? Like I'm so nerdy at heart. Like I'm into comics and you know, like these things and um, stuff like that. And just like that side never really like shone bright, right? Um, and even till a couple years ago, like I think I, I was out with my girlfriend and we bought this like a Marvel comic sweater and a Marvel comics like full on dress. And I was like, I can't <laughs> buy this. Like people are going to be she's like, who, who cares? You know, and I wore it out with my husband at the time, like a uh, boyfriend. Um, but I never did that. I, I, I think if I would have just been true to myself, I probably would have been friends with like some different girls potentially or yeah. just with more people. Like I was some very social, like I, I can connect with p- different people for different things. And, but I, at that time, like I didn't know how to separate that. Right. It was like, it was like, it was all or nothing. Yeah. Like, you're in it, you're with this group and you're just got to stay true to that group, you know, but, and there was never a, a chance to be like, well, I could be friends with like these three groups because I relate to them on all different levels. Like there's no interchangeability mm-hmm. and I think that's a problem. And I like one of those, things I think about that breaks my heart is like we had a friend um and she may know who, she may know who I'm talking about and other girls I went to school may know who I'm talking about and and I think it happened like multiple times because like when you're in that phase like people go like in and out of the group right like something happens and like the group the group or like one of the one of the leaders of the group doesn't like you anymore or like gets pissed off at you oh my and God, then you get like there. exiled right <laughs> and <laughs> Um, Are you doing reading my diary? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually just flipped through a couple pages here real quick and uh, wanted to bring this up. But I'm just going to go deep because I think that's what we try to do all the time and just be real and honest. And, you know, one of the girls um, had um, a standing where she was like really good, had really good friends in another group and then was really good friends with us. And I remember a point where we actually like kicked her out and for... I want almost a year probably she was friends with this other group and then we brought her back in and kind of like made her turn on them I feel I felt like at least right this is my perspective I don't know how that person feels or whatever but like oh that just even now like thinking about it makes me sick like I just feel so horrible that we could do that to people like as kids yeah you know and I'm just like like fuck I want to just like reach back and just like slap myself and just be like punch yourself in the face yeah but it's crazy because when we're at those ages, we're so like um, easily influenced, mm-hmm. and especially when we have the desire to want to be liked by as many people as possible. Like sometimes that means we do something that we maybe know is not even the right thing to do, but we're we're doing it because you know to kind of keep the peace with as many of like with the hierarchy. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, we change who we are to be friends with the it crowd. Right? Yeah. There's definitely some girls like. When I was, I would say more so like in early junior high. So even when I, like before high school, high school, like my, my high school started in grade seven. So it was grade seven all the way up to 12. So you're still really young and impressionable. Mm, And we were immersed in with a group from like four or five other elementary schools. We were all thrown into this junior high together. And that's when the cliques really started forming. And I never really fit in 100% with any of them specifically. I had my solid, solid group of friends. um, And I really craved to be a part of the popular girls. And then I had some friends who were like in the the groups that would have been considered kind of like the loners or the outcasts or like the nerds. And like they were my friends. And I actually got to a point where like I distanced myself from them because I felt like it like brought my cool points down, you know? Mm -hmm. And like that's something that looking back now, I'm just like... 
Yeah. I really, really hope that I instill in my daughters not to do something like that. Like, I hope that Absolutely. I can at least, I can't change my, like, what I did, but I'm hoping I can at least, at least teach them to know to be better than, mm-hmm. than what I did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I felt like when you said, like, you distance yourself from them, I also felt like I distanced myself. Uh, those people distanced themselves from me because they, I was doing things that they knew. So, like, they were true to themselves, and I was doing things that they knew weren't me. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, we can't be a part of that. Like, we need to step back. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of girls, like, I think about now. And I, you know, I, I creep their Instagram sometimes and I just see that they're happy and that they're doing well or we're friends on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, but we're not like real life friends, mm-hmm. um, in the context of always like communicating. And I'm just like, I'm happy for them. Like, I'm happy that they're doing well, mm-hmm. but like, you know, and I, when we say like the, the time I was such a bitch to people who didn't deserve it, like, I, I am still a bitch. Like it's not going to change in some <laughs> ways, but there are just things I did then like we said, to fit in or to be with a different group of people and change who we were. Yeah. And, like, that made us, a, like, and we're bitchy because of that, like, to other people because of that influence. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, definitely, yeah, something I would tell myself, like, don't yeah. do. Just, like, just stay true to you. and Just be and, nice, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, we all think, like, it's going to continue on, right? Like, that you're going to have that same life forever. Like, that high school is everything. And it really, in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing. It's such a minuscule part of our life. But it's, like what, like I said, we're so influential in those years. But mm-hmm. kind of talking about being influential, um, how about we talk about the times that we said yes when we should have said no? Mm. It's a big one. Lots mm. of things. We're talking all about yes. you guys. Peer pressure, <laughs> drugs, alcohol, sex. Just generally saying yes to shit when we should have said no to mm. impress or please other people. Yeah, people pleasing or to fill a void, right? Like that was a big one for me. Is I, I did a lot of things for myself personally that I, I can look back and recognize to fill a void in my life um, where I just didn't think I was being fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's different if you're doing something because you truly want to do it, then okay. Right. But a lot of times in high school, we're doing it because of peer pressure or we're doing it because we feel to feel a void or we feel lonely or we want to fit in or whatever. Right. Like all those things. And that's where it's not right. Like I, there's so many things I wish, I wish I could go back and never do. I have not have done and not to say I regret it because it made me who I am now, but like, I just, tell if I like we're doing this podcast like to our younger selves like I would tell my younger self like don't don't do this like don't you know like I mean a lot of people probably don't know this but I I did sleep around and I don't consider myself a slut I think what I did was my choice and I stand by that and I'm Mm -hmm. okay with what I did but at the same time I wish I would have just made it more instead of like I felt like I was trying to fill a void of being alone or being, um, just not, I don't even know, but like, yeah, most more so being alone, but mm-hmm. also just like wanting to feel loved. That's, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And I wasn't, and I looked for that in sexual encounters with men. Shitty men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shitty men because you don't want a relationship, right? Or we are both at, or some of them were consenting like, you know, to short-term things, right? But yeah, I just, 
Uh, that was a big one for especially me. Especially now that I'm married or because you found the person that you want to spend your life with. You're just like, why did I wait? Like, why did I do this all? Like, I do you think having a daughter makes you look at that in a whole different light? I know for me, like, I think kids in general, because I, I think of the, my son and like, you know, there's always a double standard. Yeah. And I just like, I couldn't imagine, you know, maybe the men feel the same way. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm not a guy, but uh, yeah, I don't, I show my daughter to just not have sex till she's married, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is plausible. Right. And like, like that's another thing for me. Like I'm I mean, a Christian, yeah. I have Christian values, but I don't. When I, I don't want to say don't, but when I was growing up as a kid, like, no one was really there, like, instilling those things into me and understanding my worth and my value and that my love comes from, like, a God who will never, like, let me down, right? Or, like, will always love me. And I, that's something I never knew and never realized, and I wish I did, because I would have felt so much more worthy yeah. of myself. I think that's a big one when it comes to women, especially who are kind of trying to fill a void, um, you know, with, with sleeping around, like for some people, it maybe isn't a a thing about filling a void for some people. It may just be general, like, you know, wanting to explore, explore your sexuality and all that stuff. Have fun. Have fun. And that's totally cool for me. And like, like, like you said for yourself, that wasn't the case. I like, I guess I would have what people would describe as daddy issues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. So (laughs) that was a big, yeah, that was something that was for me really, really hard was I never felt fully loved and validated by the, the, the man in my life we had a great relationship until I was a teenager and when I probably needed to feel that conditional love um a little bit more my parents separated and my relationship with my dad was really really it was ruined um for quite a few years and I had an amazing stepdad in my life who stepped up but I was uh, 17 at the time so I was already like I was already making some mistakes and I was already trying to fill that void and he also like because he came into my life at such a late age, it was more so the relationship is different, the relationship mm-hmm. dynamic versus if, if he had been in my life when we were younger. But mm-hmm. um, I was just always trying to like prove my worth and prove that I could be loved. And then also from low self-esteem, I felt like, you know, when you, when, oh, this is going to sound so, when you like, you know, get, what's a term that they say, like fulfill a conquest, <laughs> like getting like a notch from your back. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, You're like, like, yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. But like, that's like the man term for it. Like, I don't know. Let's mansplain it. Yeah. It was like a badge of like honor, like I'm pretty or like I'm desirable because like people I'm, want this thing and I had one. Yeah. Like exactly. Absolutely. And that was a big thing for me. And um, I also, at the same time, there are some, some encounters that I had that I probably like, I didn't pursue myself. Um, and I just didn't know how to say no because I felt I I wasn't secure in myself enough yet and I also just felt like a pressure um from maybe friends sometimes in some situations I felt pressure from you know the other party involved I felt pressure from just like a lot of stuff um yeah I literally like feel nauseous kind of thinking about that like mm -hmm. it's I feel for like my younger self yeah like like, emo- like, emotionally, like, it makes me sad just to think about how hurt we were and how lonely we felt and how unloved and unworthy we felt of that we needed to seek that from someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, sorry, guys, I always get emotional here. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and the thing like you know this about me and a lot of people close to my life know about this um, know this about me but I was like abused um in my I guess it would have been like early adolescent years like before a teenager um I don't even would that be early adolescent a preteen preteen yeah thank you preteen years and that definitely changed that dynamic for me too right because then I I was seeking that out like mm -hmm. It, ch it changed the way I viewed those relationships and what I viewed of myself. And the struggle is real. And it tarnishes your worthiness. Like, it really does. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we're both talking about, like, deep situations here, of course. And some, some of you guys may not have been through something like that. And, like, some teens, I, we, we hope, obviously, that, that um, other people don't. Um, but there's so many reasons that people pursue um, mm -hmm. those relationships or that people struggle to say no or they've been put in situations where they maybe didn't even feel they had the opportunity to say no. Mm -hmm. And that can really um, frame a whole complex for you. Absolutely. Even when we look at like talking about drugs and alcohol, um, we had recorded, I think people, two episodes ago, I think it was, we had recorded about... Um, morals, morals and values, and it kind of got twisted into how the conversation had changed. We recorded the first time as more moral values. It switched up um, when we recorded the second time around. But the first time around, we did get into the morals and drugs and alcohol. And one of the mm -hmm. stories I had originally talked about um, was this time um, I went and used ecstasy. And um, at the time, like I was, I had said, yeah, 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 for sure. You know, that peer pressure, like I'm going to fit in and I changed my mind and I said, no. So I did say no, but then like, I was peer pressured again and to believe that I had to go because I had said yes. And they allocated basically an amount for myself. And it was my I was celebrating like my mom's birthday. I don't even know, maybe like a milestone. So like, you know, it's like 30, 35, 40, 45, whatever. Somewhere in there. I'm not gonna know what age. She's listening right now, like we're, we're okay. Watch that line. Watch that line, girl. Where are you going fast? I'm still thirty. It's my it's my tenth anniversary of my thirtieth birthday. <laughs> no, age past thirty. No. <clears throat> and um I remember being there with my best friend and I was like, I gotta go, like I, I gotta go. And I, I, th I feel like I remember her being like, why are you going? Like, you, we're having a good time here. And I was like, I have to go. Like, I have to go to this this, this hockey game or whatever it was. And I knew she would understand. And I can't even remember if I told her why I was going. And I feel like I didn't because she would have been like, that's fucking stupid. Like, stay here. Because she knew who she was at a younger age than I did. And she was actually the person when I got into high school who, like, stuck, like stood up for me. And allowed me to kind of come into myself. And it, it was, like, more of a flexible relationship. Like she didn't keep me from that peer group because she was a year older than me, but she definitely helped me learn a bit sooner more of who I was. Yeah. But anyway, so I show up at this, at this, uh, arena realizing I didn't need to fucking be there. Mm -hmm. And it was, it wasn't true. Like it wasn't allocated for me. They bought a bunch. It was like for everybody who was there. And I just try to make you feel bad. Yeah. And I felt so horrible because I had left my mom's party and like that's where I ultimately I wanted to be. And yeah. I ended up doing the drugs and having a really bad trip because I wasn't in the frame of mind that I wanted mm -hmm. to be in. And it's just like, it's situations like that. Like I, 
you know, I said no and then I said yes and I wish I just would have, that's one of the times I, I said yes and I should have said no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, if there's truly moments I would regret, like that would be one of them for sure because I was at a place where I was enjoying myself and I was having fun and I was doing what felt true to me and I left that for to a lot. someone else, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, in high school, I never did drugs in high school. I was like one of those anomalies. <laughs> I didn't so just now. No I'm kidding. You know, I didn't try drugs. I mean, like I smoked weed, like whatever. Everybody, whatever. Everybody. <laughs> but like in high school, like there's kids who are like doing hard drugs, and like I had, I never did that. And I think I was maybe 20 when I tried MDMA for the first time. I was old enough to make my own decisions. I was not pressured. Like, I was hanging out with people who wouldn't have... I mean, they, they encouraged me to try things. But the mm-hmm. first time I ever tried it was, like, my choice. I was like, you know, I went to a friend who I knew I could have a safe space with. I said, I'm just curious. Like, I want to try this for myself and, like, gauge, you know, how I feel about it. And it was literally a matter of, like, we had a DD. We got in a car. Me and one other girl, we did it. And then we had a DD just drive us around the city all, like, nonchalant. We're looking at Fashion. Christmas lights. Lights, lights, lights. lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. But anyway. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, and there was a few, a small, very short window in my life, like, three or four months, maybe, around there, where I experimented. And, like, I, I always... My mom, I think my, my mom always knew what I was up to. Like <laughs> Parents always know. Yeah, I, I was coming, like, I lived with her for a very short amount of time um, when I was doing that. And, yeah, I think she knew. And I always was honest with my mom. That was one thing. I was very honest about my mom, even when it came to alcohol. Like, if I was going to a party and there was drinking, like, she knew what I was, what I was br- like, bringing with me to drink. She knew, like, that I'd probably be calling her for a ride. Or she knew where I was going. And if I didn't call her, like... You know, my mom's picked me up when I was a teenager, even in a young adult, not super proud of this, but like picked me up at friends parties or the bar where I was right. like, you know, I don't know how I would have gotten home otherwise. I don't even know how. Yeah. Do you think about that as like a mom? Because I do. Like, I don't want my daughter to drink before 18, but at the same time, I know it's like, I don't want to say the inevitable, but it's, it's more likely to happen than not. Yeah. And I want, I'm not saying I want to encourage her, but then, you know, there's some of the parents who say like, no whatever if you find your own alcohol you find your own alcohol and then there's some parents who are like we'll supply you with like a, like an amount and they'll be like okay here's two coolers drink these that's yeah. it right yeah. like what it's i don't like I'm, I'm not going to say i'm going to supply my mom like i don't want to be the mom to supply my kid with the alcohol yeah. but i also want to be that my the mom who lets her kids go and if she get, like and then she's drinking like a fucking two six yeah. that's someone else of vodka that someone else is sharing someone else with, like, stole five from the other, liquor store yeah and they're <laughs> like passing around five people who knows what what if something gets dropped in there or yeah. whatever like oh like it's a really tough thing to, to think about and like but i want the trust the trust is a big thing the, and that's, to get picked up that's one thing that i think like i for sure said yes to a drink when i should probably should have said no like when i was over my limit or things like that or i went you know bush parties and we were drinking on like private property when we shouldn't have been like just yeah. like things like that like there is definitely moments yeah. where should i should we, have should said we no. d- define what a bush party is? yeah for those of you who don't know a bush party is literally like a bunch of hooligans who get together with as much booze as they can scratch up from their parents 
forest, fire. pear trees, and have a big, like, open Bonfire. fire in the middle tents. of somewhere. Yeah. We never did tents, but we would, like, go to a ditch somewhere, or, like, we would just, like, you just, just drink, like, Sometimes they'd have tents, because, like, people would crash, like, they'd yeah. park their cars depending on, like, the age range. Oh, we never had that. Because, like, our whole high school would be invited, I felt like, to something. Oh, we so had, be, like, like, grade 9 to 12, and then anyone could go, and then... Oh, ours was, like, usually, like, at a community club field, or, like, a, you know, um... The floodway somewhere and like mm. somewhere within like Did you go to high school distance. in the city. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So we were out in the country, right? So people's houses at like acreage. So you'd go to like someone's house or someone's property. They had a barn and there'd be a fire. It's not a bush party. That's a backyard throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, kind of the backyard, but it was like in the bush because it was like all trees. You have to have your shelter belt with like your bushes and your like then your trees and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a bush. I get what you're saying. Area. But- yeah, there's there was gotta hide from the cops. You know, I wasn't a very badass kid. Like I, I, I was, a pr- I, I walked a very thin line between like you know rebellious and like s- stick by the rules. Like I had that good trusting relationship with my mm-hmm. mom. She knew when I was drinking things like that. But there was definitely moments where I made some mistakes and I, I paid for them. And um, I wish that sometimes, like I wish now looking back that I would have just like respected my limits. I would have listened to my that voice inside my head sometimes just being like chelsea it's okay to say no you don't have to get have cool points and take that other shot of tequila like put it just say no put it down Mm -hmm. um but yeah and like you know when it when it came to for me it was a big people pleasing thing and it was just a matter of like really losing myself and like what actually i wanted to who I wanted to be because I was just always trying to fit in with whoever I was with at any given moment. My friend circles changed so frequently. I had so many jobs. I hung out with tons of different people. So I feel like I lost a little piece of myself with every new person I met because I was just trying so hard to like fit in with that person and to, um, to blend into like what and who they were that I really, as, as a 21 year old with a new baby, and I was kind of on right. my own. I was, oh. I had a baby very young. So 21 years old, I had a baby and I was forced to kind of spend a lot of time by myself with my baby. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck do I even like? Like, who, what do I want to do with my spare time? Like, what do I enjoy? What don't I enjoy anymore? Because I was just hopping from like friend circle to friend circle, doing what everybody did, saying yes to everything everybody else wanted to do. And I had no idea who I was anymore. Having Avery, especially that young, when I was kind of forced into isolation Mm -hmm. is when I realized I had lost myself. And that is when my whole journey began to finding myself because I was like pushed into it. I right. had to. I had I'd say, to. yeah, because mine was until I was way, not way older, but definitely older than that. And I think this kind of leads into the next one. Is that okay? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But the time I stayed too long, like in relationships, um, mainly is what we're talking about here, but uh, that happened multiple times. But the last time is the time that really was like the game changer to me. That's the one that really, um, I realized I stayed too long because I was just... You know, looking back now in those relationships, I just molded who I was to be the best for that person. Mm-hmm. And the last time more so, and I think every relationship taught me something. And I was recently having a conversation with someone close to me about that relationship and um, my last long-term relationship before marrying my husband and how toxic it was. And they're like, I really just hope you learned something from it. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I... I was able to 
recognize like after being abused as a kid I grew up in the faith and I was like why would there be a god who would allow this to happen and I questioned that for like the longest time and I I strayed away and he brought me back to that and it was the one thing that I can say like I'm so thankful to him for is that he reminded me like why god is good always and that was like the best thing I could take from it and the, it's crazy that the relationship was so toxic and that's the best, like, that's what I learned from it, right? There's, like, it's both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But definitely um, realized I stayed too long. And it was in that relationship that I realized I was trying to evolve and to be more. Because I think it's so important that we don't settle. And we always just keep, it's good, like, um, there's a quote I read. But basically, this man was saying he, in his span of being... He, in the span of his lifetime, he's married to 10 different women, all who were his wife, mm-hmm. right? And it's true for, like, husbands and wives, like, you know, or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, like, over time, you're going to evolve, like, you're going to be changing. If you stay stagnant, then, you know, one person is more likely to go ahead of the other, right? So you're going to continuously evolve into different people, and it's learning how to, like, fall in love with that person over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it was at one point where I wanted to move forward, and I wanted to evolve, and I got like a no. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I was like, I can't do this. Um, and I realized like I had stayed too long. Like now it was holding me back. Yeah. Right. And hindsight now I can see all the steps of like how toxic the relationship was. But at the time, like I didn't. Um, and there are so many other relationships that I stayed in too long where I, I dragged them on. Like, you know, you break up with someone cause you know, like the relationship isn't working. And I remember doing this, um, with a boyfriend in high school, but then we continuously get together and just be like friends with benefits and fr- and I'm like too long, too long, too long, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, but that's the one, one of those things too, I would definitely say like, I wish I would have just cut it off. And I feel like I stayed in it because I I didn't know my worth and I didn't know my value mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I brought to the table. I just thought like they brought the table to me. Yeah. Right. And I just sat at it. Yeah. When really like I was, maybe they brought the table, but I was the one like lifting it up yeah. and being like, bitch, please. Move <laughs> but, the table. Yeah. But I'm I moving think- this table. Mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. And I always just like, I had this, I was afraid of being alone. Yes. And yeah, I uh, think that sometimes, part. sometimes we think that just having someone, being with someone is better than being alone. Mm. And in re- all reality, it is so much worse. That is all, that is one thing. Okay, that is a big thing, actually. I wish I could tell me under self. Okay, open your, open, your, open your notepads yes. right here. Girls, I was exposed to relationships. Not exposed, I guess. Like, I got into relationships. I had little, like, flings and whatever when you're a kid. Like, you have crushes and all that. But... My first boyfriend, my first serious boyfriend, I was 13 years old, and he was a total bum, you guys. I'm just just going to preface with this, but I was so infatuated, like, someone liked me enough to, like, you know, buy me cute little things and to show up, like, we didn't go to the same school, so he would take the bus and, like, show up at my school on his mm-hmm. spares, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's like, loves me so much, and... I actually lost my virginity to this guy. So I think like the first, that was another thing. The first time I ever felt like butterflies for someone, I was pressured into sex and like I lost my virginity. So right away, like there was just like this, this, this connection of like, oh, I like someone or someone likes me. Like I have to have sex with them. 
So that's kind of like where the sex came in for me. But, you know, we dated on it. Like we dated for a couple of years. Like that was a very long relationship for 13 year olds. And like, especially distance, like whatever. So after we broke up, I ended up meeting um, another guy who was four years older than me, which is a whole other thing where I was like, oh my God, an older guy likes me now. And like, I went right into seeing this guy and this relationship was my longest one. It was four years and, um, two years into the relationship or two and a half years into the relationship, he was sleeping. Like I was living with him fresh out of high school or actually still in high school. I was 17 and he was cheating on me with a girl that he worked with. And I left for a little while and I ended up going back because like left the relationship or like left the house. Left the relationship. Okay. Sorry, I just checked. I'm like, whoa, did you catch him cheating? I absolutely left the house. But yeah, I left the relationship for like a very short amount of time. Right around my grad actually is when it happened. I still brought him to grad. Even though I knew he was cheating on me, I didn't have the the cojones to face that in front of my peers yet. So I took him Mm. to grad with me. And then we broke up and I um, was living at my parents' place and um, I got back together with him a little while after that. And then we continued, continued our relationship. But as soon as that relationship finally ended, I was 19. I went right into being with another guy. Like, and these weren't just, so yes, I had like my sexual encounters, whatever. Sorry, mom and mother-in-law who were listening to this. But, um, you put that in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually just having this conversation with my sister-in-law because she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that, you know, my mom watches my Snapchats and stuff. She's like, I don't even know what I said. And I'm like, yeah, your mom listens to my podcast. Oh, they're gonna, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Like, this is just, Rick, yeah, Rick, I'm sorry too. I'm bringing up all these skeletons. But yeah, like, so. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. It's because, like, you gotta it's share this. Moment, right? It is. I want other people to learn. And it's that's the one thing I say to Tyler all the time is like, doing this podcast and like even some of the posts on Instagram like I know I've made an impact and if that's what I leave this world with is like I know I've impacted the lives of others that's all I want yeah for you you guys to be able to learn you know just from our experiences and we learn from you just as much too so Mm -hmm. um I will throw it all out there for you guys (laughs) yeah but yeah so I had those you know kind of flings and one night's stand like whatever all that stuff and um <laughs> actually <laughs> just i'll be totally shit. honest i've never had a one-night stand with a person that i had never knew like before like it's mm. you know I knew, I knew all these people they're friends or whatever but i always always from like relationship or romantic interest to another and it was because i just wanted someone i didn't want to be alone i didn't know how to be alone how that's the key i don't know how, yeah i wouldn't didn't know how to be alone and I had that experience when I was older mm-hmm. but as a kid I didn't know and oh I wish I did the first like, honestly so after leaving Avery's dad that was a that was the, one of the relationships I stayed in too long and like him and I are good friends now and we have respect for each other but our relationship was um we forced it to last as long as it did because we had a child together and now I know that like that's not always the best reason mm-hmm. and so we parted our ways but for the few months, like we, I left him in September. I was very much checked out of the relationship before that, but I left him in September. I moved out with my parents for a few months, got my own place. And I, even though I had Avery with me, um, like the weekends that she was with Nick were the loneliest days of my life because I was genuinely, I was like talking to people. Like I was, my friends had me on like Tinder. I was talking to people. We've talked about this, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's surface I wasn't, level, right? It was surface level, and like, 
I wasn't interested in finding someone because I knew I needed to be alone. I had a lot of healing to do. So when I actually met Rick, I wasn't quite like searching for anything at that given moment, but I was ready to, I had made the decision. Like I've been alone. I've figured out what I want. I know like I, I've found love for myself. Like I am ready to put myself out there, but, and it was, I met Rick in January. So it was only a few months, but it was that, it was the ability to have actually chosen to just stay alone for a while Mm. and like be with myself and figure myself out and learn who I was and learn who I wanted. Because I think that a lot of the reason that young girls especially stay in relationships is because they think that if they're alone, that it means they're not lovable or they're not worthy of love when, you know, sometimes we go looking for love in the wrong places and we're, we end up with people who don't truly love us um, because of that fear of just being alone. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage you, like, I wish I could tell my younger self to just allow yourself to be alone and to learn who you are and to enjoy life and to do the things you love, you know, find a hobby that you really, really like. Like I was 21 years old, you guys when, and I was, I had no idea who I was because I just had never given myself that opportunity. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's the point, right? We're always looking for that person to make us better. And it's ourselves. Like we're the person who can make us better. We're the ones who can dig deep and really find out who we are and, and, um, change who we are, grow and, and do that. We don't need someone else to do that for us. Right. Like that's something we can do on our own. Yeah. And I think that's what we forget is we don't realize we have all the strength we need in ourselves we don't need someone else to dictate that we can do it, or we don't need someone else to like be beside us as we do it mm-hmm. you know I mean if you find someone and you're in a relationship and it's it, you know it's, it's healthy and they can support you in that then that's great but again that they're just there as a support they're not there you could do it with or without them and I yeah. think that's what we forget we think that we need someone to do it in the first place mm-hmm. but we don't yeah absolutely so that's really true i was just trying to find this a quote yeah this quote i have Brittany is aggressively scrolling through her instagram right now like we're going far into the book yes yeah, this is deep so <laughs> 2013 oh my god What's i don't that? even think i had instagram in 2013 girl just kidding <laughs> so behind with the times bye felicia um <laughs> No, just like a, a oh, I'm always about the Christian stuff, but this one came up for me and, um, oh, look, the pizza was right before that cheat meal from Niaqua, you guys. Oh, that looks good. I think oh. I need to order from, <laughs> just hold on one sec, guys, we're going to place We're just going to make a Niaqua pizza Niagara order. Pizza. <laughs> Anyways, no, but it just says so many girls want a guy to save them. A man did save you 2,000 years ago on the cross, you know? And I just think it's so important to think, like, we don't need anyone to save us. We can save ourselves and let someone... You know, like I was saying before, we have that unconditional love of a father who's never going to leave us. And if we can just find our worth in, in that and in ourself and know that we don't need someone else, we'll truly be more happier than if we're staying in a relationship too long or if we're looking for that validation outside of ourself. Yeah. And just to remember, too, that like being alone isn't a sign 
you know, isn't um, a sign of weakness or a sign of unworthiness. Like, it really is a sign of strength and being able to stand yes. alone and to be able to find yourself and to... I wish um, I knew that. Yeah. I wish someone told me, like, being alone is, like, there's strength in being alone and there's strength in, in being independent. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like I didn't... You know... I didn't feel that feel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that our vision is so skewed. Our minds are just... Mush. Yeah. <laughs> From all the drugs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, it's... Man, being a young woman is so tough. And I just think that now, in retrospect, looking back, there are so many things that I think I took for granted. So many things that I just didn't even see that were right in front of me. So many things that I passed up. And, like, so many things that I did that I probably would never do again. Not that I have regrets, but I yeah. know better now, so yeah. I do better now. Exactly. Um, mm, that's a good one. Write no that down, you guys. <laughs> no better, do better, no better, do better, no better, do better. Yeah. It's okay to fuck up. You're going to. Like, yeah. we all make mistakes. Even now, as adults, we make mistakes. But yeah. I think the really important thing to be able to do is that when you do fuck up or you do something that maybe is out of integrity or alignment with who you are and you catch yourself that you can take ownership of that and just mm-hmm. say like this isn't how I want to be this isn't yeah. who I am and to just take that as an opportunity to grow you're not defined by you know your past the things that you've done but you can continue to just choose to make different decisions moving forward totally one of those and speaking of like your past and different decisions moving forward um been totally on this like I think we've talked about before but like a self-love kick not even a kick that's not a kick it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle (laughs) delete 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 (laughs) but um the time I cared too much about what other people thought about how I looked yeah so like clothes I wore or the weight I was and I think back about that because damn girl I was skinny back (laughs) I have not I've got a good story about caring too much about how I look give her it's all you, girl. Like, when you, just when you say, like, the clothes that you wear. Like, there was a girl who, um, I've talked about this person before. Um, it was just someone who I really admired and thought was, like, super cool back in the day. I thought it was, she was really gorgeous. You know, her family had lots of, like, money. And she wore the top-of-the-line brand name clothes. And I remember just, like, begging my mom to wear the brand that she wore. And my mom was like, get real. Like, get a job then if you want to buy these clothes. Like, I'm not buying you these clothes. Like, you don't need them. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that if I did not wear this brand of clothes, like everybody would think I'm a loser. Everybody. Like there was no way I could show my face in school without wearing these brand name clothes. And it was like my mission. I made it my mission to find a way to wear these brand name clothes. I was really determined. I got a job really young and I hustled hard. Like, <laughs> like I, Which is so funny. I earned that I earned that Roxy t shirt. But ours was like jean. It was like a skirt with pants underneath, like jeans, and then the skirt over top. <laughs> what generation did you grow up in? I'm sorry, I've never heard of this trend. We need to get a fashion consultant on the line here. Like who? I've heard of like leggings with a skirt, no, a jean mean, I don't skirt. Mean leggings, like guys are like legit correct. <laughs> she has tears streaming down her face. I'm sorry. I like to wear the velvet suits that said juicy on the butt cheeks. Oh, that was, that was an excellent. <laughs> Those I are apparently making a comeback. What do you mean you can, from stitches, not the real juicy. You like, said juicy. Oh, like juicy on the ass. Yeah. Like the ass was juicy, yeah. not the brand was juicy. Yeah. Like the, the blue velvet jumpsuit said angel or juicy or like, you know, that type of stuff. I think all the word like layered shirts. Yeah. Like a tank. That's coming back to A tank of. top on top of a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Something I've like seen that. that. But it's coming back now. But, like, better. Like A lot of stuff is making a comeback. Oh, fuck. Sorry, guys. Just... But don't you remember, like, Correct. literally when you got to a point in your life as a young girl where you, you look in your closet and you're like, what the fuck? Like, everything in my closet could, sucks. I need to. Like, you could literally tell, like, who I was. Okay, I could literally. My family's going to be like, yeah, for sure. 100%. Like, ice cream flavors, like, you could tell who I was, like, hanging out with or dating based on my closet. One point, it was, like, Fox, uh, like, all Fox, like, apparel. Oh, my God. Then I had, like, Ralph Lauren. Um, somewhere in between, I think there was, like, a, like a seduction era. And then before that was probably... Hold on, I got a mask scrolling down to you guys. But I... this is, like, true because... Pulling up my Facebook, guys. Yeah, and then and then at one point now in later life, I'm just like, if I can get the brand name for cheap, like I'll buy it for sure. But anything over ten dollars is questionable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thrifty now, man. Um, okay, so Brittany says that you could tell who she's hanging out with based on what she's wearing. You could tell who I was dating based on like, what I was wearing. Yeah. Let's bring it back here because <clears throat> your hair, even then. Oh man, I had those. I like, went through that a lot of hair, hair. I went through a lot of hairstyles too, though, like different colors and stuff. That was I feel extensions. Like the hair was the only. I was I like cowgirl Chelsea there, like yeehaw, uh-huh. cowgirl. And then where did I go? Okay, there was a little while where I was like totally kind of preppy. That's fine. I wore a lot of like Aeropostale and Hollister and oh, all that I stuff. I about that. That was genre. That genre of clothing. And then there was another time in my life where I'm scrolling really far back here because. Uh, this is my favorite time of my life ever. It's probably my first profile picture, if I'm being totally honest. Um, okay, so this is when I was dating, like, a skater boy. Um, I didn't really, didn't, I mean, like, none of my oh, photos. How about when you, like, try to, do you ever do that with your hair? When, like, your hair would go the one way, but you would turn it to go the other? I'd and tr- your bangs would be, like, kind of, like, fucked up, like, coming across. Like that? <laughs> you have to, like, twist it up. Um, but, like, it would almost, like, come across, but, like, there'd be, like, a space in between the hair, because you'd be pulling the piece from, like, the Again. Oh, side. here we go. Okay, so this was, like, kind of, like, my skater boyfriend, like, the wooden earrings. Do you remember those wooden <gasps> post wooden earrings? See, maybe it was, like, a thing. Maybe it was it wasn't a thing. Like a... And, like, there I'm wearing, like, Fox, and I'm eating a bag of Stripe, chips, and I'm, like, shirts. I'm, like, I yeah. Like, here I'm wearing Hollister. There I'm wearing some Hollister. There I'm wearing some camouflage. Like, that's cool. And then if you bring it way back... This is my gangster boyfriend in the photo that you can't see. He, my first boyfriend. He was such a G'd up from the feet up. Nexopia, you guys, watermark <laughs> on this photo. And I'm wearing rock aware. And for sure, I'm wearing baby f- or fat farms underneath on my feet. <laughs> That's, I did, yeah. I did have a skater thing, too, because I wore um, some skater shoes that I got signed. Oh, by what? Uh, by o- Outcast, maybe? Or something. I don't even know who it was. The like, band? Yeah. Like, I saw someone in concert. My stepmom probably knows for sure. She took me. And I don't even remember that time of my life, but she's probably, like, got a down-packed of tea. But I remember having these shoes, and they were, like, for sure skater shoes, and they were green and white, all white with, like, green stitching, and they got signed by the band. And I feel like it was an outcast. Vans so like, or Cyrus? Osiris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me. Those were, like, the big thing. I remember having a pair of Osiris. I hated those shoes. They're so clunky, but everyone wore them, so of I course I did. I went, like, yeah, through all the phases, too. Just- it's just crazy looking back at, like, the way that you just mold and change yourself to fit in with the people that you're seeking that validation from at any given time. Mm-hmm. And that goes from, like, clothing. It could be, you know, dieting or... 
yeah. going to those, you know, trying to fit into a certain body shape. I remember like one of my best friends in, in high school was so, so beautiful. She's still so beautiful. But she was always very tall and lean. Mm. She always had like the... <laughs> this sounds so funny. She always had the best boobs. I'm going to tell her I'm talking about her later. But like even as like a teenager, you know when you're a teenager and you're like your body's just like awkward and changing. You're like, what the heck? And like your friends are getting boobs and you're not getting boobs. She just like, she was the, the Barbie body. Like she had like the mm. perfect body. And she's so beautiful. And she's yeah. such a kind person too. Like she's just honestly I feel like I remember that because all... The girls I hung out with were like zeros, twos, and I was like a eight, and I felt like just so huge. Yeah, I was and like, like I damn, I wish I could be an eight. <laughs> like, I know. But even when, you know, I, I take it back to not that long ago, and like doing bikini competitions, right? Like, and trying to, you know, change my weight then, and like caring about what other people look like, you know? And I, I talked about this in other episodes of like calling out my sister because she wasn't going to the gym or whatever that was because I was in, in like too far in not doing it for myself, but doing it for like the validation of other people. And I think that's where the problem lies, right? And we've, we, we seem to keep coming back to the same thing, right? Um, and I wish in high school, I just paid less attention to that and just more attention to what I wanted to wear or, or the size I wasn't just loving my body for where it was at um, and for what it looked like. Yeah. You know, there's so many things like I probably, you know, I had breast augmentation surgery done after my first bikini competition do i regret it no do i wish maybe i hadn't done it in the first place absolutely right mm-hmm. but that's something you know i didn't i didn't love i wasn't in love with myself i wasn't in love with how i looked i didn't i didn't feel validated by how i was on my own i felt like i needed to seek that from other people and i think we just at that age too don't appreciate i mean the this, is, this was my 20s right like was it from yeah four years ago but but still like it's I I my hope you know to my younger self I wish I could told myself that my hope is that the next generation coming up is that they they can get into that feeling and you know just because they were so like Mm -hmm. body positive and self-love and all that now that they can find that in themselves earlier than we did absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah I hope the same for my girls and you know, our back then there wasn't all of the the body positivity and the platforms and stuff that there is now. There's still just as much comparison and and bad shit out there too. But I just think you know now there's a lot more support and appreciation for all body types. So I hope that I wish that it was there when we were younger. Um, maybe it was and we just didn't have access to it or know of it. But I'm glad that that those yeah. support systems are there for. Well, social media like wasn't really in until we were. What was that? Like, well, we had MySpace and stuff, but that would have been... MSN Messenger. Yeah, that would have been... Like, that was, that was, like, the growing era, right? So it wasn't what it is now. No. For sure. And and even now, just, like, caring about what other people think about how you look. And, you know, one of the girls I follow that preaches, like, self-love and body positivity. Like, like it's not our... It's not our job to care if our body makes other people uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's something we need to remember, right? Um... There's a picture I was talking to my best friend or showed her the other day I'd taken of myself and I had thought about posting it and she was like, why wouldn't you? And I was like, well, I think it would make other people uncomfortable. And she's like, but I look at this photo of you and I think that's, oh my God, that's beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, you're sharing this and that's amazing. And, and just to like love yourself where you're at. And in this picture, um, she's like, when I feel like I can't even 
like wear a bikini you know and mm-hmm. just like that motive like what you you posting this would give me that motivation it would impact people in a way and i think it's interesting that i don't think a lot of men can understand that perspective mm-hmm. the way us women can right we see that and we're like yes girl yes you know cheering you on yeah it's um, queen mm-hmm. and you know someone you know i think men just view it from a sexual perspective and that's on them that's a them problem that's a them problem it's not sexual our society has made it sexual right like kids don't grow up thinking they have to hide their bodies and like can't walk around naked like that's something our society my kids definitely don't get that memo (laughs) but that's something that our society like shapes us to believe right and i think that's where that uncomfortability of like that whole free the nipple campaign like i'm not saying i want to show my nipples but i'm just saying like that's one of the main another example right but I think when we look back on the key things we've talked about, it's always, you know, the main points we've brought up is like knowing your worth, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't need to be validated or have anyone else to validate you, right? Mm-hmm. Those two things for sure that you are like to, and to love yourself, right? So we just want to go over a few of the things um, kind of surrounding those and just like, like, you know, just some advice that we would give yeah. to our younger selves, right? And I know we've, like kind of stro- uh, sewn it there you go like sewn it through weaved it together it weaved it through the whatever yeah but we'll break it down into yeah some. that's what I was trying to say anyways I'm not feeling the words apparently but I was like sh- I got too caught up in my head I was like sewn <laughs> strewn fucking weaved <laughs> woven woven <laughs> we're gonna woven together some of these points Knitted. for you guys right now real quick real quick you guys <laughs> just listen listen to your intuition yeah <laughs> listen to your intuition guys that bitch knows what's up don't ignore that voice inside that you feeling yeah it is always almost always right if something if that voice in you is telling you not to do something probably shouldn't do it mm. it's telling that you should probably should yeah go for it mm-hmm yeah but you gotta it takes some time to know it because that voice can be quieted or that voice can be staticky yeah especially if you don't listen to it all the time right but you, you get those butterflies in your stomach you get that like the chills on your body you get the, that feeling that you need to go or you need to take action or you need to like slow down or stay back mm-hmm. or that like feeling of like your heart racing that anxiety because it's telling you that's like your body your body's way of saying something's wrong or this isn't right or like where you're at or slow down and evaluate yeah yeah or like needs work yeah (laughs) yeah no going through needs work worse anxiety are you sure yeah Um. but that's what it's like your it's part of your nervous system and you need to listen to that too right yeah um, and another thing, like you are worthy and loved as you are. You don't need anyone or any man to validate that. Mm-hmm. There's more to life than high school, guys. I mean, even though we're not just talking high school, but it's such a small amount of time. Don't spend all of that time trying to fit in when you were born to stand out, as Dr. Seuss would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you like green eggs, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't eat eight, eat green eggs. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Yeah. Um, sign up for what you believe in. And that includes signing up for people when others are trying to bring them down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, you know, standing up for those who may not be able to stand, be up, able for to stand up for themselves. Yeah. That's a big one. I wish it. Yeah. That's a big I one. Wish I wish I would have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, another thing guys is do the things you love, um, pursue your dreams. Like we're talking to you guys. I know some of you are in our age demographic. Some of you may be younger, but it is never too early or too late to start pursuing the things that you enjoy. So just, just do it. Life is way too short. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things just 
to rip off that is that, you know, what would you do if you had all the time or all the money, right? And that's the thing is like that whatever you say in that instant is is what Try you really want to pursue, right? Mm-hmm. So just listen to that and go for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and when people try to give you advice, like this is, oh, this is a big one for me. Growing up, I wish I knew this, you know, like, listen, be open to hearing what they have to say. It's okay to not follow it, but have that open-mindedness, like give them that respect, Yeah. you know, show them that. Give yourself that respect. Yeah, and yourself that respect, just to take that in and listen to it and then make a decision from there for yourself, what you want to do, but Mm -hmm. take what they're saying, you know, like whatever they take it as a grain of salt, Mm -hmm. but just absorb it all and then make your decision once you have that knowledge. Yep. Consider it. They, they're probably just trying to help you. They may have went through some, something similar. You just never know. You just got to be open-minded to the possibilities. Um, and like I said before, is we all fuck up. You're going to fuck up. But if you can own that, if you can take account- accountability of that and then choose to learn and grow, then that's a positive that you can take away from any mistake or any failure that you are ever going to face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's and like I had jumped on our... Uh, Instagram before at Girls Got Goals podcast and said that exact same thing. You are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It is inevitable. It's just how fast you pick yourself up from it, you own it, and you move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help you. Like, you're going to build on yourself. You're going to be better for it. Mm-hmm. And you can start that when you're younger rather than learning that when you're older, and it's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, guys, always say yes to extra guac because you deserve it. <laughs> for me, it's extra sour cream. But- <laughs> Say yes. But yeah, say yes to that. Say no. I mean, if you don't like the extra rock, say no, because that's what we're trying to tell you in this episode. Practice what you want. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling you you have to say yes. but like, Yeah, don't peer pressure. <laughs> you deserve the extra guac if you want it, okay? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Don't let the opinions of others stop you from getting that extra guac. <laughs> you do you, boo. Yeah. Preach. Anyways, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode. Make sure that you subscribe and keep tuning into future episodes. We love hearing from you. So let us know what you thought of this episode. And if there's any topic that you want to hear about or questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show. And don't forget, girls.